Welcome to the Sisterly Podcast. I'm Nicole, the older sister, and I believe in telling the hard, raw truth, even though you might not like hearing it. And I'm Sunny, the baby sister, and I'm what you might call the voice of reason in the family. We are so alike, but we're also pretty different, and we believe that everyone deserves a sister. And now, we want to bring you into this crazy, loving family. Welcome Welcome to to Sisterly. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sisterly Podcast. That's all we can play or we're going to get like fired or sued for some kind of trademark violation. But this episode we're really excited about. Um, First of all, welcome back. The last episodes you heard from me and Nicole were actually about a year ago. So isn't it crazy how much time has passed since Mm -hmm. then? We're talking about our kids in there and they're a full year older. We're a full year wiser. (laughs) (laughs) COVID affected. COVID. Oh my God. We had no idea what was coming. Um, as the music suggested, we'll hop back. We're gonna do a quick catch up first, but we're talking all things 90s today. Thought it'd be fun to, as two people who lived our preteen and teenage years in that era, and we're seeing it come back now. I was like, you know what? We should do a real 90s kids episode. Talk about all the weird shit that we did and went through that for some reason now is coming back. That is the one decade I thought would never make the comeback, fashion-wise. I still think the 2000s are worse than the 90s. You do? Uh-huh. The mm-hmm. low crotch jeans, like the Britney <laughs> era. Do you remember those with a zipper on the front? Like, you think that's... I guess it is in some ways. No, I think What's the 2000s specific? are worse. I don't know. I just... The music... Well, no, the music was good in the 90s. I was going to say the music The music was, was the best in the 90s. Uh, yeah. I had this conversation. 80s was cool, 90s was cool. 2000s and to current is weird to me. I feel like the dance jams of the 2000s, like all of that like pop, hip hop. <laughs> that was 90s, wasn't was it? it? I don't know. I After think that was back. 90s. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's catch up a little bit because I feel like we went back into a little bit of a time machine listening to the past three episodes. By the way, if you're new here, this is Sunny talking. This is Nicole. And... Um, We've episode. been told we sound a lot alike, though. Yeah. So I think listen hard. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we recorded these literally right before the coronavirus struck, and we had to take a break because we had this brand new studio set up and, like, literally didn't lay foot in it. So what's new with you since last year? Nothing. Kids are back in school. Everything is um, the new normal for us. Uh, starting to travel again. Actually, we never stopped really traveling. Um but just kind of, I actually feel, I was out to dinner last night with with a couple, and it's, I'm out and I'm doing it, but it still doesn't feel normal, quote. It still doesn't feel pre-COVID to me. No. I know it's not. The vibe is not. But And, and think about how much more, air quote, normal it is in Florida compared to the rest of the country. Can you imagine the, what it would feel like in an places? internal social anxiety about me that I didn't yeah. have before all this lockdown stuff. And I go out and it's, I forget how to talk to people. I forget how to laugh. Like mm-hmm. I'm not as lighthearted as, I, yeah. as Do before. you find yourself wanting, this is something that I've noticed. I, I never needed as much rest and recovery time. Like I had no introvert qualities really. I mean, but now I, I not only do I not seek out socialization, I, I'm like, almost like you said, social anxiety. I'm almost scared by it. Yeah. I, it it depletes me. Yeah. I was never like that. Mm-mm. Um, You were a little bit more, I think you were a little bit more of an introvert when we first, like naturally, at least later in life, you went from super extrovert 
to like super introvert and I went from super introvert to more of an extrovert. That's because I learned how people really are. Oh, so I stuck to more. <laughs> I feel like I'm just learning how to navigate socially as like an adult female. Like I, it, you never quite crack the code. Yeah, We've I, talked about this before, how we're glad we have each other. It's a real weird, weird world for yeah. female friendships sometimes. Very weird. And I think I, before I forget, I want to talk to you about this. We really need to do, because it's super pertinent and relevant in my life. When you say weird, weird world, with I have a tweener, oh, I have a twelve-year-old, yeah. and growing up with that, it's just it is so weird and so obnoxious and so, I don't know. The the values have shifted completely. Um, you know, I guess it's we're talking about the nineties here. So when we grew up, so when we were the ones, yeah, it's brats. just weird. So yeah. let's do something on that too. <laughs> okay, a, t- a, t- a preteen slash tween episode and their attitudes coming up. Uh, that actually would make a great topic for like Mother's Day week when we start to realize that we're getting dished out to us what we dished out. Oh to my gosh. Nicole, mommy Karma. put the curse on me <laughs> when I was 16. She said, you will have a daughter that's just like you and 10 times worse. And I don't think she's 10 times worse. I think the environment mm-hmm. that is around her, surrounding her and the things available to her kind of, mm-hmm. she dives deep, you know, in it. So they have, we such, can get there. Yeah, we'll get there. I mean, it does kind of fit in. I mean, the, the world we grew up in the nineties, we're both, we, Nicole's born in 80. I was born in 81. And so we, of course we're eighties babies, but are like formative years for the nineties. And as we talk about this stuff, it is kind of related because the things that consumed our time were so much simpler back mm-hmm. then. Right. Um, and I don't know. I feel like every person, every generation looks back and they're like, oh, you know what? It's so much simpler back no, but then, this but it really true, was. Cell right? phones changed everything. Yeah. Do you remember? I think uh, there's a good point made when I hear all the time that that's this little thing we carry around in our hip, in our bra, in our purse, it's actually a portal to the world. And there's nothing unattainable, mm-hmm. illicit, you know, good, bad, ugly, pretty. There's nothing unattainable from that little, that little vortex. The cell phone. Yeah. 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 It's dangerous. I mean, you know, there's things you I literally just talked about this with someone on my other podcast like a tech person and they're like your phone is is what you make of it with your kids you can't be the type of mom or dad that's like technology is evil and you'll never have a cell phone and you'll never 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 I mean they're going to be exposed to it whether it's through their own devices or their friends and what we have to teach them is how to maintain their own sense of morals and that's self. what it is and it's really hard. yeah it's really hard I can't even look at social media without feeling insecure and yeah. FOMO. Well, that's what and- I explained it to my daughter. I'm like, look, I'm a 40-year-old woman and I get on there and I look at why don't I look like that? Why can't I maintain like that? Why can't I, why isn't everything as graceful in our house as it is, you know, as, as I'm seeing there? And then I have to remind myself it's a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And what you said, like our formative years, th- there were boundaries just because this didn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw, I remember mommy took off, um, MTV when I was in eighth grade oh this my summer. Gosh, because MTV I would sit, man, yeah, I, about that. I would sit and I would watch <laughs> Spring Break. I would watch Yo MTV raps. I would and and you know our parents just got sick of us being inundated with those images. Yeah, and that's all we had. Like and that that's would, not even that bad. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. Retrospectively, looking back at that, but now it's. I don't know. We're so demoralized. We're so desensitized. Like girls' boobs out, or the big butts, or the big lips, or the fake eyelashes, or the hair extension. Mm-hmm. It's like all normal. I know. You know, scary. and I'm guilty of of some of that. I'm guilty, but yeah. I mean, we all show up on social media looking our best at times. I don't think everybody shows up on social media looking their worst. I do feel like it's a little bit of a public service sometimes to hop on without a filter and just be like, well, you yeah. know, this is what it is. That is honestly my biggest fear with two daughters too. It's like the, um, 
the level of internal critiquing and judgment that they're going to have on themselves looking at these people who have been filtered and, you know, extensioned and bronze. I mean, like, that's just not real. And we just you just have to keep beating the drum. You know, I had such body insecurities growing up being like I was like flat as a board. I mean, I still don't have big boobs, but. I was short. I was like 5'2 until I was a freshman in high school. I was a young freshman and I was 13 when I went in. I was tiny, flat chested. I looked, I was a child and I literally grew six inches in a year. And I remember those years before I was the last one to develop. I was the last one to get my period. I was 14 when I got my period. I mean, come on. I had no points of reference for what it felt like to like start feeling like a woman. And I think about how intense that was without social media and how much of an ugly duckling I felt like with his frizzy hair, hot tools. Oh my well, God, even, that's another even, thing. Even, so looking at people aesthetically is one thing, but I'm seeing now um, the way that these children communicate with each other. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, they all have their locations on. So everybody knows where they are. The two friends are together. Then the one's left out because they're seeing the Instagram pictures. It's, you know, mm-hmm. we forget about when the phone would ring at our house and we'd have to pick up the landline and say, mm-hmm. hello, yes, who's calling? One minute, please. It's it's the phone manners. I mean, they're texting. They don't call. Um, Do you ever try to get her to call her friends instead? Or are you like, okay. You well, they FaceTime. Yeah. They FaceTime. But they never have still, to talk to the parents That's either. what I'm saying. They're Hi, still. Mrs. Right. E, this is Sunny calling. Can I speak to? Blah, no. None of that. It's so weird. So, and, the, and what's even weird, you know, talking about COVID and how that's affected um so uh, that's affected us socially it's like now the handshakes are going away so i was teaching my son handshake look in the eyes nice to meet you now everybody has their hands behind their back they're covered with these masks these poor children that are developing like early early Mm -hmm. you know in newborn and and up can't see our facial expressions so we're really depending on all of this i thought my one of my girlfriends told me this it's interesting um on your phone and then i saw it on an instagram post there is something underneath display and brightness. It's called grayscale. So these phones what? are, yeah, if you put your grayscale on, because these phones um, are made to enhance the colors even more beautiful than nature. And that's kind of what keeps us dr- drawn in. So if you put it on grayscale, it's like watching a black and white TV. So you're not like, you see it, you so understand you're not, it. So you're, you're not, not as addicted you're to not it? You're not as addicted to it. Oh. Yeah. So she told me about that. And then- I never um, do that. I do put it on night mode all the time, even during the day. No, but shift. it's even more unappealing than night mode. I do that for my, for the health of my eyes. Well- You know, I have, there's always something to worry about no. in the health department <laughs> for me. No, it's um, <sighs> the grayscale. It is interesting because I don't find myself looking at it as much. But yeah. I mean, it's just honestly, like as we dive into all things- like true 90s it's just like one thing that we didn't have right to deal with um do you remember pagers let's talk oh about pagers you were you okay my the, the most favorite thing with was one four three and boobless oh my yeah wait say it again so it's five, five, three, seven, and if eight, you oh, if you text yeah. somebody and turn upside down it says boobless oh and then God. if you love somebody it's one four three for i love you nine one one nine one one was the one i remember like call me right away yeah there was another one. There was like, I'm, I'm Googling. Hold on. Keep talking. I'm Googling pager shorthand. Now, this was our tech of the 90s. We had that. So, and, and our parents were really hesitant because my dad was like, for you drug a drug dealers? dealer? Yeah. <laughs> was like, as always, Nicole was the first one in our house to like bring a trend in. My dad's like, the hell? You're not a drug dealer. You don't need a pager. And Nicole's like, dad, this is like going to be a great 
a great way for you to get in touch with me when we're at the movies. Because we're right, just but starting. you had to carry the quarters because when you got paged, you had to go to the payphone. Do you remember our 800 number yeah. that dialed to the house? Okay, so when payphones were like the ubiquitous thing, like before cell phones or right when cell phones started and kids didn't have them, we you, you couldn't, obviously, unless you had a pocket full of change, always call. So AT&T or someone had this service where you were assigned it, you would dial an 800 number, and then when something prompt popped up, you would type in your code and it would go to your house only. So you But before the 1-800 that. number, we'd be at the movies and we'd make a collect call. And it would beep and it would say, Mom, I'm ready to come home. Oh, yeah. And then she would <laughs> deny the collect call, but knew to come pick us up at the movies. Oh, my God. We gamed the system. <sighs> okay. Um, 607 was I miss you. I don't remember that. No. 477, best friends forever. 911. Who wrote this? Oh, 14 was high. Yeah. Because you flip it upside down. Um, what do they have here? I don't, I don't remember. remember. Oh, hello. That. Of course. Remember hello? I remember hello. It was 07734. I don't remember that one. Um, yeah, this was what we, this is how we communicated. Forget like Snapchats, like HD 4K video. We were like texting phrases to each other, but thank God, because there's nothing I would want to see less than my buck teeth or my brace face mm. on a selfie mode. I can't imagine. Mm-mm. Horrible, horrible. Um, what stands out to you most about 90s culture? Like when you think back on that period being what you were so 10, it was 10 to 19 to 19 those were truly the yeah those years. were great what is like whether it's like a brand or a fashion moment okay so out? I'll jump right into so music and fashion were super pertinent to me mm-hmm. you were always the one with like the five disc changer before yes. you, you were always on I music. would sit mm-hmm. right and I remember that Camelot music on Tuesdays released the new album so um I guess we can let's let's talk music then yeah let's first. do music okay we, we, we so, prepared with some favorites yeah so the 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 top three cds without you gave me these topics this morning mm-hmm. so it was like i didn't have too much time to think about it i'm glad because what stood out to me was okay so i was a big i went from anywhere from the grunge to the gangster rap mm-hmm. okay so um my three favorite albums want the first one was me against the world Oh my God, Tupac. Tupac. That was so, I was like playing that well into the college yeah, years. Yeah, so it's still classic. Um, then I went to the Pearl Jam. <gasps> yes. Yeah, like the posters in my room. Um, 10 Verses and Vitology were the three albums of the 90s. I remember Vitology And I would Cali. beg, yeah. I would beg Daddy to take me on Tuesdays to Camelot when they first got released. Yeah. I would sit with the CD booklet. And I, while while Eddie Vedder would sing, mm-hmm. I would read the lyrics, and that's kind of. <laughs> I mean, he his voice was so. I, I listen to that music, oh, and I cry now. I know what was. Oh, don't call me daughter. <laughs> that makes me cry. Yeah, why? I don't know because he's so passionate. It's so- like oh I my can, god what was the video the video with jeremy jeremy fucking that jeremy. was like pre-columbine oh my god in heaven like you guys if you're young which probably not because if you're old you're like our age and listening to this but the video for jeremy was like so prescient it was so predicting what was happening in the youth like it's the story of this torch tortured soul a young kid and he ends up the bullying video before bullying bully columbine before columbine yeah he goes in and kills himself and a bunch it was it's fucking horrible it's so tragic and then the last um wait should i not swear no you can swear okay i thought you were like don't swear it was just it was a really like just a very powerful powerful song and then the last cd was um jodeci (gasps) what was come and talk to me forever my lady um oh my gosh so many oh i love that okay those are three and i do associate those with you also stone temple pilots is a cd i remember seeing in your core yeah. yeah. I remember the artwork on all of these, too. That's a thing that 
these days I don't ever really know what an album looks like unless I have the screen on my car. But I was like, talking about up. this with somebody who really buys an album anymore. It's sort yeah. of sad. I kind of, you know, when I, in a, in a way, like sort of a, a, a move of solitude or support for artists, I do, if I like a single, try to just buy the whole thing. Yeah, but then it's lost iTunes. in your library. It's you know? not like it's organized. You, know? you have to really um, be deliberate about like what you want to listen to these days. Like, what, oh, here's another, oh my God, this memory. We would go to church every Sunday and we would say to my dad, dad, turn on the radio. And he'd be like, the radio's broken. The radio's broken. He always had a talk radio on. And he, cause he didn't want to listen to anything that would, you know, he wanted family time in the car. And one day we got in after church and he jokingly said, the radio's broken. I'm like, come on. It's like after church. And we finally, whatever. And he went to put it on. It really broke. Do you remember that? That was like my first <laughs> manifestation. <gasps> yes. That was my first like, um, realization that. So I have to talk about something too, that that's relative to music only because I went to the gym this morning before I came here, and if you notice, the young, like not young, but like 20, I don't know, 20 to 30, let's say, the guys wear the George Michael hoops, like the little <gasps> hoop with like the they cross do? with the dagger yes. at the bottom. So then I went into thinking, like, this is perfect because it's bringing up all of these like nostalgic feelings. Do you remember the supermodels of the 90s with oh. the George Michael? They'd walk down the <gasps> runway with like the motorcycle corslets. Mm-hmm. Linda Evangelista, Cindy Crawford, Christy Turlington, Naomi Campbell, like not like beauty. Like, and I'm not taking anything away from what's her name, Kendall Jenner or the Gigi Hot. They're pretty belt. They all look the same, but like the '90s mm. fierceness uh, of the supermodels and, and their bodies and their were, struts. Yes, their they were powerful. Yes. yes, you would see like shape and curve on them. And I mean, honestly, no, they were probably well, this, super. This is thin something still, else I but. thought about. Um, and I'm, I may get slack from this, but I don't care. I love the heroin chic look. I loved Kate Moss's look. Oh my gosh! When, when a- the clothes, the Calvin Klein ads, and she'd be on the lounge chair, and I, I think she always had a cigarette in her hand, mm-hmm. and her I, hip bones were always like yeah, sticking out. I loved that look. I mean, it was a look for sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe they probably were targeting me. I was probably 16 around the time. That's like the only person who naturally looks like that. I remember looking at her and being like, "She's not that skinny," because I was 12 at the time, right. and she was a full grown woman the same size as me. And then I got older. No, she probably was she, only really skinny. 19. Yeah, um, I did really like her because she had small boobs. I was like, oh, there's a. But there was not an ounce of fat on her. There was not an ounce of fat. Yeah, I. She is. She is a whole mood and a whole vibe these days. Even if you look at her now, I just saw a picture of her and her daughter, and it's just like she's one of those people and all models of that era that you still look at and you're like, ah, yeah. Just so, you know so who cool. I saw in New York City one time, and I was a little bit. I mean, she's still beautiful. Um. She was on the street next to me. It was Helena Christensen <gasps> in the Chris How Isaac her- Wicked, the yes. Wicked Game video. Oh How my gosh. How were her cheekbones? I don't remember the cheekbones. I remember the <laughs> eyes. And I remember her looking like halfway normal. And I felt, really? yeah, I was like, wow, she is normal. Yeah. I mean, still stunning. Gorgeous. Yeah. But there was, was like, there was a human component to her. And I was, I felt good about that. Yeah. Um, we didn't have that in the 90s either. No paparazzi. No, like when you saw people, it was on a magazine cover. They had been like their faces were just like beaten to the nines, lighting, hair, professional, everything. So we didn't see like b- behind the scenes or how they got to there or how the they- end of the end of the 90s, um, I think, started paparazzi with the Paris Hilton yeah. and, and mm-hmm. the Lindsay Lohan and the Britney Spears. Right and, at the turn of the decade. But they would they would even be like undercover in nightclubs taking mm-hmm. pictures. It wasn't so like, wasn't like hey, I'm going to be at the uh, remember the Ivy. Oh my gosh, I remember reading I am going to be at the Ivy, um, you know, at two o'clock today for lunch. Come, no, but it, it was 
So anyway, that's that, that that's the 2000s. But the 90s, we didn't have any. We didn't. It was good. I mean, yeah. like, you know, I remember we would go to Giant Eagle, the grocery store up in Pittsburgh, and I would be like, Mom, I'm just going to, like, let me get a magazine. And I would, like, just page through it. And I was looking at these beautiful models and, like, all the beauty stuff. I started to really, like, you know, like beauty stuff even back then. And I was just like, that was my moment. We didn't have the internet to go on But it was overwhelming. You like put it the magazine perfect. away and you're done. It's done. You're you done. shut it and you're done. Yeah. Um, here are my three top albums from the 90s. And I'm pretty sure they're all 90s. Um, first things first, Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Oh my God. I remember you <laughs> having uh, First of all, why aren't Leo and I married? If Andrew's listening to this, like that's just a joke. But I was so, I truly, the level of obsession was so high. But because of the movie. Remember Who the was movie? the girl, though? Claire Danes. Oh, right. A fellow flat-chested girl. I was like, look at this. Like, all my, like, A-cup sisters. Um, the movie was amazing. And the the music was different. They had taken, um, like, the style of the movie was really, you know, everyone remembers. It was, like, really romantic kind of out, and deeply, like, right. passionate and romantic, but, like, kind of out there songs. And, like, they brought a real, like, modern take. Anyway, obsessed with that soundtrack. And I still, when I hear the songs come up on my shuffle, I'm like, immediately transported back to my bedroom growing up um janet the janet jackson mm-hmm. album janet with if remember the guy mm-hmm. holding her boobs on the no cover? that was huge Why controversy yeah i know all my stuff is about boobs i don't know <laughs> i don't know i was just thinking that like the i was just the boobs i was just i know right um if um what was the other was, that's the way love goes do, 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 do. um um what's the one from the tupac poetic justice video again oh Remember they cry. Yeah, the trailer and they played again for that the movie. like all those songs represented our relationships at those. Days. I remember being like, oh, I'm so in love with like, you know, <laughs> whoever. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> just so, so funny. And Matchbox 20. This was kind of like maybe. But Push. Yeah. That was um, late 90s. That was, was late 90s. When that that was like, out. yeah, I used to have my disc man. And you obviously could only listen to one album at a time. And I would just like hold it real still because it would bump on the bus. And like, oh, you know, when you hit right. the bumps, it would then like there was stuff. sport mode, though. And yeah, it, sport mode yeah. was like a late, late 90s, yeah. early 2000s thing. I used to run with a disc man. I found a way to run to make it continue. I remember that. Remember yeah, that? Like my bumps. whole palm would. Yeah, it was crazy. So I would run cross country training with a freaking CD player. Anyway, that was my other one. I just those were the ones that came to mind. I don't know if I necessarily played them the most, but um, yeah. So, OK, another thing I want to discuss that I told you to prepare ahead of time was fashion steps. So I know when I look around there's these whole brands that are cropping up now that are just like deeply deeply reminiscent of the of the 90s and pretty much all the styles so when you look back so like the quintessential 90s for me yeah was what well, well the stores were delia's which was always a magazine mm-hmm. that was sent and i could never order things from that contempo casuals contempo. um five seven nine five seven nine <laughs> what oh was God. this deb the deb that might be an up north pittsburgh thing oh my God. Loved it. But those were like the quintessential 90s store. There was no Target. Um, high-end shopping for us was just out of the question. I didn't even know like Saks existed till probably I was 20. It um, wasn't a, yeah, we were like TJ Maxx. We were like down with TJ. Our clothes were on layaway every summer. Yeah. We went shopping in like May or June and then made payments on layaway. And I remember August, we used to go to the Hills department store Hills. and open our brown cardboard boxes with all the layaway mm-hmm. things on and get so excited for that like was the, the four t-shirts it. yeah you know i mean again instant gratification completely the name of the game for our kids mm-hmm. literally i order something on a target app and we pick it up two hours later mm-hmm. i mean like 
that I think my work ethic and who I am as a person was shaped by how much we had to wait for things growing up. We never had. The good news is that I don't think it's ever going to turn. They're never going to need to not know instant gratification. I'm not saying that it's good. And if I could change it, I, I would. But everything we're only getting faster. We're, yeah. AI is only getting smarter. Um, our kids are only getting more impatient. Their tolerance for content is probably Mine are probably two minutes max to like look at stuff, to look at stuff and listen. How do they do um, with homework and stuff? Like just, I mean, when they have to concentrate. Well, everything's online. You know, like they hardly bring any books. They have a few workbooks that they bring home. The good news is, is, you know, my son is definitely an auditory learner. So they have those apps where you can listen to the book instead of read the book. Like there's obviously some good things that come out of, you know, where we are. But um, like you said, to wait and be patient and be still. Mm. I think is something like I put, I have these meditation apps and on the way to school, I try to put them on to listen and prepare and they literally laugh me out. You put it in the car? Well, yeah. They, they, they have, they have no respect. What do they do? Pick up their phones? Just no, they laugh <laughs> and tell me, I think they tell me it's like my gypsy stuff or something. <laughs> anyway. Um, so moving on from the stores, the trends that came to mind. And I was actually thinking like, about this a couple of days ago, but do you remember the straight leg stonewashed Calvin Klein jeans yes, with the baby how, yes. with the baby T that yes. said CK? Oh my gosh! Yeah. And then remember CK like one? the um, the hemline with lit, the one with the like curvy hem. Yeah, what was that like? A raw? It was like a sewn raw hemline, and it would like oh my gosh with those, and they were so hard when you put them on. When you, we would wash them, like the denim was hard. That's probably because they were from TJ Maxx. No, the because there was there was no stretch in denim really back then. Remember, it was like I, we didn't need, I didn't need stretch. Well, back we didn't then. need it, but. I I remember like we would jeans. wash it and her mom was like, and still is like a super clean freak. And so not only would she wash them like every time, but they would be like laid Chris. out flat, crisp, crisp, like dry cleaner level. And I'd put them on and I'd be like, oh, it's like cardboard. Like it's still very, stiff denim is super 90s to me. Another thing that I thought of was, um, do you remember the video? Um, it was by the three girls. Uh, Jade was the little group and Don't Walk Away was their oh my song. Gosh, yes. They actually play the remix um, in our Pilates class once in a while. But they had the cutoff college sweatshirts. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Remember starter jackets? Oh, yeah. That was a 90s thing. Mine Again, was Florida State. Florida State. And you had the bowls. No, I only had one. For I thought sure. you had the- Then I probably borrowed a boys. Oh, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're going to die when I mention this. Do you remember? Wait, who was your starter? Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, because so I, I was that. like, Nicole got Florida. I guess I'll get Florida. I think you're right. It's like a tale of like- modern times too i'm still kind of like mine was a special order i'll never forget picking it up at champ sports yeah um do you remember you're gonna kill me the plastic hugo yes, boss that's on there. <laughs> actually i will say well, that i borrowed that us. okay it was oh my god i'm trying is... to think if it's even back wait like, let me would describe they even it. bring that back so wait, go ahead i hear it's iron if you guys hear a siren it's probably because we haven't mastered the technology of podcasting sorry if you do but it won't be that bad we promise we'll try to edit it out of post um so hugo boss Back in the day, would make these like. It I wasn't guess the like, Hugo Boss line. It was like Boss, Boss. It was Boss. It was like, the it was like their sport line. Yeah. So it was this pair of like slate gray pants matte. that were matte pants and a huge jacket. And they were. It was made for a boy. So her. It was like super straight cut, and it was like the biggest. Like I can't even describe. It, it was like sweat plastic sweatpants, but with no hem at the bottom. It was so a straight parachute. Leg. It was a parachute in a jacket that zipped up. And it was like a raincoat with a huge Hugo Boss thing 
for a man. It was like made for a. So if Dara's listening, I her and I would switch this back and forth. It was the boss raincoat, uh, rain suit. And it was legitimately plastic. I remember you wore it and I was like, where are you in this? Yeah, like, what was I doing? What shoes did you wear with that even? It had like a big stripe across the back that said boss in red and white. And it was it like was that just, dark gray plastic I was embracing material. like the gangster rap phase I was going through. Oh my God, it was totally. so like too much. Yeah, I have that on there. And there was something, remember um, Hypercolor? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And skids. They tried to bring Hypercolor back, I think. Yeah, I mean, never, that never... people that hypercolor revival. I think they did. I try to bring all this stuff back. There's some 90s stuff that lands. One thing that I did um, beauty wise in the 90s that I'm glad they actually grew back with the skinny eyebrows. Remember? Oh, yeah. Now they're, they're nice and minor, nice and bushy again. But like they would always be so manicured and so skinny. Mm-hmm. Super arch. Though Nicole and I are pretty hairy by nature so we had to get our eyebrow we both had unibrows growing up and we started getting our eyebrows down done professionally sort of out of a need right like, well that's because i plucked mine oh like it's because you halfway yours. i overplucked, and so my mom brought us to a professional and she was amazing yeah she like kept our eyebrows in check like literally through i think i went to her through college i did i would come home to get yes them done. kathy gaudio we love you kat <laughs> um but she had our brows looking fresh but everybody's like oh you know bushy brows now i'm like all these things that are like cool now that we were so insecure about like unibrows and thick brows and big hair like, and if the if the skinny brow ever comes in i'm never doing no, that again don't do it and if anyone young is listening don't follow a trend on anything on your face it's uh, yeah. not like reversible right yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, um, the square acrylic nails I see are back. Remember that oh, hard yes. square? Like I would, I was I probably know. 18 when I got them because I wasn't allowed to get my nails done, nor, you know, did we have the ability to do that all the time. But um, they were those like heavy, Ooh, heavy you square. You would like you tap on the counter with them. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's back though. Acrylics are back uh-huh. or that shape? You know, I still, um, I don't know when this was back, but like remember like the naked round short. That's like my no, I don't ever remember that. Totally like masculine. It was like um like the ballet pinks. Remember like it was kind of like a Kate Moss kind of like super uber natural kind of Mm-mm. like boyish vibe. Mm-mm. I always lean a little boyish with my vibes. Um that. that's the only thing that I ever did or kept but um oh um I'm going back to Dara again because she was a victim of this <laughs> fashion crime. But she always had, and I hated them. I'm sorry, Dara, but you always wore the the big platform. Rocket dogs. Rocket dogs. <laughs> Rocket dogs. I yes. remember what the picture looked like. And there were and some then, like had, Steve Madden came out with the, the version of that. Those shoes are coming back too. Like remember the yeah. it was kind of like a penny loafer with like a thick chunky mm-hmm. heel. Well, the doc yeah, like a Doc Martin. Like a Doc Martin heel, but it had that like um like that dressier kind of front. I can't describe it, but I'll see if I yeah, can. Yeah, I know. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen, and, and people are wearing them with like the either boot cut or not a flare, but like a boot cut or a straight leg. Yeah. Um, pegging pants was something. Remember? Pe- I saw to- somebody at um, New Smyrna Beach was pegged. Like and they were young. So unironically. Thinking, well, this was last oh, week. It was a young was it was, yeah, they were young, so I don't know if pegging is like pegging was because that means wait, something so yeah, different. Like, pegging is a bad word. Sexually, it's like a whole different vibe. Just Urban Dictionary that, and I'll thank me later or not. Um, and pegging for fashion is something where you would take the bottom of your pant and make it real tight, like wrap, kind of like wrap it around itself, and then lift, like pe- like lift it up so it looked like 
there was a tapered or like a super tight fit at your ankle, even if your pants weren't tight. It was like, a, and we would peg our jeans. We would put our scrunchy socks on underneath it and then put our shoes on. So you had a whole constellation of volume. That was early 90s though. That was in sixth grade. And then, you know, late 90s started to come those, what you spoke of earlier, those ultra low rise jeans. Yeah, that was bad. That was so, I'm so glad they're not in. You know what I think of 90s style too is, and I see, again, see this everywhere, t-shirts under spaghetti strap stuff. Oh, right. Like the, right. oh my God, we haven't even talked about Clueless and how that was like. Oh, that's iconic. Iconic. Like, I, I'm i so glad that that was our era. Like everything in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see how, wait, what did she say? You see how picky I am about my shoes and they only go on my feet. I mean, Cher, I loved Cher. Um, I always liked the nose job line. What did she say? She said something like, I just had a nose job, so no balls can fly at my oh, face. That and was, like, well, there goes your social life. Dion, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, it was so funny. And RIP to Brittany Murphy. I mean, the way she brought Ty to life. Ty. What was Ty's line that I say it all the time and no one ever gets it? Um, I can't remember. Anyway, that whole fashion wise, the yellow plaid suit, the baby doll tee that um, Cher would wear, the white one under her little black, you know, strappy dress thing. And um, what, oh, her pen when she would take notes. Oh, and, and her closet. Remember, like, like the revolving like, closet? It was like the 1.0 app, like uh-huh. fashion app. Yeah, she uh-huh. would like sit on her computer and press the button. I'm thinking, oh my God, that would be so cool if that were real. And so a movie that was real. on last night, um, I just popped in my head when you said close was Wayne's World. Oh my, you, I was obsessed with Wayne's I World. I loved Wayne's World. <laughs> oh, and wait, what was, um, Cassandra. Cassandra. Oh my God. Hi, Wayne. Oh my God, that's what Andrew Hi. <laughs> And then, okay, so uh, you have to watch it if you haven't. But it's a scene where this girl who's obsessed with Wayne, who's Mike Myers' character, like she follows him everywhere and they're outside playing street hockey, Wayne and Garth. And she comes by on her bike and is like distracted and looks over and she's like, hi, Wayne. Hi. And then she like slams into a car and like flips over the hood. Andrew and I always say, oh, I love hi, that Wayne. Like for someone who's a little like creepy. Yeah. A little extra. Oh, I was, that, that was, was Laura Flynn Boyle. Oh, and then was. she came into that TV show where she was really anorexic looking. Yeah. What sad. was that? I don't, Allie McBeal? Well, that was Allie McBeal. That was Callista Flockhart. Right. But wasn't she in Was she that? also in it? I don't know. I don't remember watching that. I, I, I never watched that. But um, I didn't get into, speaking of TV shows and media, I did not get into Friends. Me neither. In the 90s either. Like, I know there's this whole big revival yeah. happening with Friends. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. Yeah. 90210 was I never understood they never worked but they had the, one of the best apartments they sat in coffee shops all day it just didn't make sense even to back me. then you thought of that yeah I didn't I was just I like, don't know why just, I was just their like, life never made sense they had a monkey oh yeah I remember the monkey <laughs> I would just be like why can't my hair be like Jennifer Aniston's that's a whole separate that's issue. a bad cut I Rachel. know, but remember, okay, this is a whole discussion about the 90s. In the 90s, she says with her cane tapping on the wall, in the 90s, there were no widely available hot tools. So if you had coarse hair, I have very coarse and kind of like a kinky curl, especially in the under part of my hair. It's like hard to straighten. It's, it's impossible to straighten with a hairdryer. So I didn't have flat irons, curling irons. We had old school Conair plastic hot rollers. The only thing that would like smooth my hair out. So I went through... Probably 95% of the decade of the 90s was like kind of triangle blown out hair because we had vent brushes, not a round brush to be found. Like no, I, would, I just think and we it weren't was just, looking. Yeah. I mean, like, the like there, kids there don't know how out there. Yeah, maybe. But 
nothing like no oils like i was introduced to moroccan oil in like the mid oh, moroccan oil and like i needed that and no and in the 90s i didn't have it and i was the only person who would have triangle head walking around because i would dry it real straight and i'd be like oh with my what was it breck it was um the balsam what was it um flex was it flex flex mm-hmm. oh my gosh or even pantene and i was like oh this is it this is a product that's gonna make my hair finally look like all the girls like we had friends who had really super straight pretty hair and i would just literally walk out with a triangle on my head the whole time no hot tools nothing no tutorials we just i mean I, you lived we lived without worrying without <laughs> being posted on social media and there's no memories of your frizzy hair you well, lived through it there's plenty of um actual photos we should dig some of those up yeah i don't even know where they are i do Mom's but the a whole box of the photos. rachel was a bad cut it was too layered yeah but she had the perfect hair for it you think so you don't you're not a friend you're not a, not a fan, a fan. Of friends mm-hmm. yeah um we also had the category of movies in here that we wanted to cover but i, I feel like time. clueless was my and again well the three that i pulled so i thought of three and then i was like i don't think they're 90s and i went back and they weren't they were all early 80s Teen Witch, Back to the Future, and Princess Bride. But they're all 80s. Those are young. I thought Goonies too, but Goonies was 80s. I think think Goonies was 80s. So I did actually cheat a little bit and I kind of um, put in the search as 90s movies. And the three that I picked out were Uh Edward Scissorhands, Cruel Intentions, and Ghost. Oh, Cruel Intentions Mm -hmm. and Ghost. Yeah. What was... um, So... Wait, go ahead. I'm I'm looking up some too. Because I had Clueless. I had Romeo and Juliet because I... So. I never got into awesome. that one either. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire is one that keeps coming up too. But I feel like we were aged out of like the hilarity of that at that point. Oh yeah, I mean, my kids watch that. Um, the Parent Trap, eh, too old for that. But no. that was the remake. Friday was another big. Oh, one. Friday's good one. Oh, this was so good. And again, a movie I saw but did not appreciate until I was an adult. The talented Mr. Ripley. That was oh, in '99. I never saw. <gasps> Nicole, my God, it's so. Good. It's so good. Gwyneth Paltrow in her like super wafy heyday. Jude Law when he had all his oh, hair. I, loved, I used to love Jude Law. His hair was like amazing then. And, and oh my God, please watch that. Will you watch that tonight? Yeah. Let me know. Well, what not you tonight. Think. And Matt Damon, like the ending of that movie. And again, I you watch this as like what? I was 19 or whatever or 18 that didn't appreciate like the sinister, dark, dark, dark vibes coming through. So good. Oh, Men in Black, Romeo and Juliet. There it is on the list. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, I guess, I mean, this is, we were probably out playing, like, bodyguard. Who watched movies? You have to go to the movie theater and watch movies. There's no, I just said this to Andrew the other day, there's no way I'm setting foot in a movie theater again. Why? I just, I, this is news Sunday coming out. I don't want it to be shot up. I don't want to be locked. I just don't want to be in a place for too long. Yeah. Well, I mean. How quickly do I have to go see a doctor with these neuroses? <laughs> it's pretty bad. Keep an eye on that one. I mean, I'll go. I mean, you know, at some point. I mean, I just don't think anybody needs to go anymore. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this. I would pay 50 bucks for access to a movie on a premiere night at home. Well, yeah. You think ticket sales were probably $12 each when we were going. Yeah. I mean, you know, so family of five. And yeah, bring I w- friends. I would absolutely. I, I don't know. I, again, that's like the introvert in me coming out after this past year. Here's a fun list of other things that we dug up, '90s related. So, you guys can um, keep up if you can. Trap keepers. Oh, I'm a trap keepers. That was yeah. kind of like a younger thing. Um, plastic raincoats. Do you remember 
Um, that to- was not 90s. Yeah, the Tommy Hilfiger one they made. Like, it was more of, um, it wasn't necessarily just like certain brands, but like, like the, the clear pl- plastic the- button. No, I never. You I remember, remember that? that at all. Um, Game Genie. Do you remember Game Genie for Nintendo? The cheater. Oh, is that the cheater? Uh, yeah, it was like um, a little thing you would plug in. Do you remember your the Nintendo? Code? Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B. Was and that-, that would like jump to the Mario World 8 4. <laughs> like 8-4 was the last world you in white like, the last dragon in nes nintendo entertainment in mario one two or three oh, of course number one yeah i'm thinking of three i was the one obs- i was obsessed with three was I that princess it. toadstool yeah i think it was it was like the art like on the and you'd have to pick up like the turn yellow you'd pick up the turn oh, up and yes. throw it at people I, th- I remember thinking, no, we have really arrived. The technology is just, it's never going to get better than oh, you know what's a good throw that turnip. TV show that just popped in my head was, I was talking with my girlfriend last night at dinner. Uh, remember Jenny McCarthy singled out? Oh my gosh, yes. Was that 90s? Or- it was 90s. Yeah. It was totally 90s. What, what else was big? Oh, um, Real World came out mm-hmm. during the 90s. I remember daddy being like, oh yeah, that's the real world. Someone pays for their rent and they're on TV all day. I was like, okay, but now I'm like, mm, that makes sense. Makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Um, road rules came. Out. I did not like road rules. Um, how about this? This is gonna spark a memory or two. Hard candy nail polish. Remember when? No. Remember when colors beyond pink and red started to become popular? I don't remember have any that? The manic that. panic hair days, like that. The '90s was when we kind of broke out of the. Your nails have to be either a shade of pink or red like goth. Are you talking like emo goth stuff? Like fun, funky colors. They had like the green. They had yellow. They had those really bright pink colors. And it would come with a plastic ring. You don't remember this? No. Oh my gosh. They would sell it in the front of Contempo at the register. Mm-mm. It's always tuned into the beauty things. Um, Lisa Frank. That was like from our younger. The stationery. Yeah, uh-huh. that was 80s. Was that 80s? Yeah. Maybe early 90s too. Um, frosted tips and butterfly clips. Remember, remember guys the boys. Yes, they would Ooh, yeah. frost like Sugar Ray. Yeah. You know, like this. <laughs> oh, Sugar Ray is out there somewhere. He actually hosts a radio show on uh, Sirius. Butterfly clips. My daughter has butterfly clips. I and do. I do remember those banana you would, clips. You those would, were 80s. Those, those were 80s. Butterfly clips, you would take a little tiny, tiny section and twist it. Yeah, twist it. And then you would put them like kind of like a crown on the front of your head. Um, and then pagers I had too, but these were all like, I mean, just super, super powerful imagery that would, that popped into my head when I thought nineties. What do you think you, like, what do you not want to see come back from the nineties? It could be fashion. It could be culture. It could be even something. That- I don't know. I would take anything at this point, a dose of the old days. I would take freaking 2019 back. <laughs> so I don't. Oh, you mean nothing, just because of COVID? You no, know, just because of everything is so fast and odd, and the social anxiety I feel like I'm dealing with that I've never dealt with before. I don't know. I just need like good music, good people, good times. Um, like I would take anything from the. Uh, there's nothing I wouldn't take at this point. Well, no more to go but forward from here. Yeah, Might as well bask in our memories. That's true. And move forward. Is there any funny or like um, we were talking about raising a preteen? early so to wrap it back up like things that you did in the 90s that you hope your daughter oh my gosh (laughs) I will not say that right now I as soon as I gain like trust with the audience I I will divulge I just I don't want to go there water (laughs) it wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad you weren't a bad kid no you were just there's a lot of things yeah I mean just do you remember um this was oh a decidedly 90s thing in Pittsburgh where we were from. Club Zoo. Remember it was the... It was under 18. I never went. I was like probably trying to get into the over 21. (laughs) 
So I didn't even Making entertain her fake that. Fake ID in yeah. her bedroom. She's like, I can't mess with clubs. I, I my fake ID. Deal. I was talking about this with somebody. My fake ID was um like a five foot eight Asian girl, and it and worked. I and it worked. I would go down to Donzies. Donzies. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I had Kelly. Kelly Morans. Shout out to Kelly for listening. We were lifeguards together. Yeah. And hers always worked. Yeah. Except that one time we went to we went to the boardwalk and I think I was with you. I was 20, so I was like close enough, but I got caught and it was like a Pittsburgh police officer and they were like, never try this get him and take this. I was like, oh, okay. And I, I ran away and he chased me. He gave it back and he's like, just don't try it again. Well, like, even oh. um <laughs> we used to use the fake ID. There was this one beer distributor down in McKee's Rocks, down in um <laughs> you by your- the bottoms that would that would sell. I mean, clearly, I'm not Asian or five eight. Oh, and they had no qualms. They had no problems. Did they scan it? Over cases. It didn't have scanners. Didn't scanners. I didn't know you bought. Was it the brew through? No, it was down at the, in the bottoms, and then the Mad Dog. I mean, we could get into the dark side of the '90s. Let's do it. The I Mad Dog, the Milwaukee's Best, <laughs> the Newports. Oh you my know, God. yeah. Do you remember? Like, here's another powerful memory that I have from the 90s like especially high school like going to excuse me basement parties like everybody has basement in Pittsburgh and it's like where that was all the socialization happens right so when people have parties it's like in the basement we would go to like my accountant's house or like I mean any of our friends who had access to like their own like space and it was just like I mean it was so cold we would pack in there like sardines and it was just smoky and like beer smelling and it was just like I, I think I dared to have literally one party at our house in the basement. You did? Yeah, mommy and daddy went out for like six or seven hours, and you know how word travels. Yeah, and it was oh my gosh, what happened? And um, like ten people turned into twenty, turned into thirty. Was I home? No. Oh. And um, you know we're all drinking downstairs, <laughs> and I I I had a big trash bag out, and like okay, everybody just clean up the beer cans. We can't be stupid. We can't be silly about this. So we all have the beer cans in. And I gave the bag, the big plastic trash bag, to one of the guys to throw over the hill in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And he twirled it up and threw it and it got stuck in a tree. <laughs> so daddy comes home and sees this big trash can, trash bag with beer cans hanging off. Um, and then there was, um, oh I was unaware of this, but there was a big, there was a joint left oh, outside, you know, the well, outside. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah, the outside stairs into the basement. So I definitely, there was nothing I did that I didn't get caught. Doing. I, that was God trying to tell you to get on the straight and narrow. He's <laughs> like, listen, sister, how many more signs do you need? <laughs> I remember I was at Dana's house. Shout out Dana, who um, now works with us. We love Dana. Um, she had a big party. I think it was like, I want to say ninth grade. And it got busted. And I like had, what, half of a beer. Like, I just didn't drink in high school. Again, nerd. But whatever. And I had just like had, I don't know, three or four sips of like a can of beer and Someone was like, the cops are coming, five zero, five zero, And we're like, okay, whatever. And no one thought anything of it. And then like five minutes later, a knock at the door. And my stupid self goes, and I, I just, I don't know. I just answered it. It was the cop and I had a beer in my hand. And I was the only, and they were like, listen, they like shut the whole party down. And they were like, um, if you just, whatever, like sign this saying you were underage drinking, you'll only get something and not anything worse. And so I'm like probably the only legitimately you sober signed? one there. I signed it because I was terrified and I was and I I couldn't get my license until I was like 17 and That's I was the like only one and you everybody, need a lawyer I know 
<laughs> I won't sign anything without my lawyer, but what an idiot. I was like probably like the only remotely sober one, but the only one that got cited because I signed this. Stup- I was so But how crappy asking a minor to, I mean, that's a whole other thing, but like asking a minor to sign something stup- without your parents there. They dragged us to the pool deck at her parents' house and like they were just all sat there and they're like, everybody, you know, teenagers are like, oh my God, do you know what's going to happen? We're all going to be in jail or whatever. And I, I just freaked out and I was like, oh, oh, sign whatever. You know what somebody, you know what the rumor was whenever a cop would come to suck on a handful of pennies and you'd pass Ew. a breathalyzer. Did you ever try I, it? I did. Did it work? I don't know. I don't think I'd take a breathalyzer at that point. But anyway, I mean, we could go down that hole. Oh, God. Well, just don't. That's the lesson. Dark 90s. Don't sign anything without your lawyer being present or your parents if you're underage. Um, this was a fun trip down memory lane. We need to tell everybody. We should try to dig up some old photos. We can't promise this because... We got to find them first, but um, and put them up on Instagram. I got to find them. I wouldn't even know where to start. All right. Well, that's it. Do you want to share any other fun 90s memories or lessons for the kiddos who are reinventing this era? Be still. Be still. still. Yeah, that's not going to work. I know. Um, Our own children included. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening. We're going to try to be more regular about these episodes now that we are all caught up and back recording in real time so follow us on instagram at mm. hold on checking i think it's sisterly s-i-i-s t-e-r-l-y dot podcast yep there it is um yeah give us a follow anything show ideas feedback whatever send us a dm and um that's it thank you guys so much for listening please do leave a rating and review five stars reviews help a ton and that's it we'll thank see you, you. Next week. bye bye Thank you.